It's green for go. They're racing. He says go. He says ta-da. And Tiger Tara rolls away from them on the home turn. Here comes another big boil over. Equine athleticism at its best. The king is in the castle once more. This is in one race. The rest are almost in another post. She is a star with a capital S. It's going to be a triple treat. A miracle three-peat. Ladies and gentlemen, you have witnessed history here at Menangle. What about that? It's getting right up on the sprint lane and it's going to bolt in. Well, good morning. Welcome to another episode of The Sprint Line. Jess Watkins, how are you? Good, thank you, Paul. How yeah, are you? I'm good. Freddie Hastings. G'day, good Paul. Jess. Back uh, with anyone on the live stream. We've changed up the table today because we had to accommodate a fourth guest. Hey, Freddie, I thought you were the most important person in racing. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> Jess, turn it we've, up. We've had some good guests on this show. <laughs> I don't have. think anyone's come as close to being as important or high up the pecking order as Freddie until today. Agreed. We've got the new yeah. boss. Chief we've got, we've got we the go. new boss in the house, Jess. <laughs> you better be on your best behaviour, Paul. I know, I know. He's not your boss. He's not your <laughs> no. boss, Freddie. He's my boss. Hey, Peter Buckman, welcome, mate. Thank you very much. Thanks and for and congratulations. We always give this, – this is a little thing that we do on this show, and we give a congratulations. So you're what – not much more than 24 hours with your feet under the desk as, well, Chief Executive Designate, we're, we're calling it, aren't we? That's right. Mr. Dumasy's still um, captain of the ship um, until uh, July. Um, so I'm effectively carrying John's bags for the next couple of months. <laughs> and day, day two of the job, we've got you out here to be part of this, this um, well, we like to call it a, one of our, our, our highlights of the week, don't we? We've been on this, on this show, Jess. Um, great, to have, uh, great to have Pete in the chair. We're going to hit him with a few questions. I mean, well, Ideally, we want to get to know who he is. Yeah, without a doubt. It's great to have Pete here. And like you said, it's one of our highlights of the week. Speaking of highlights of the week, how's your week been? It's been pretty good. It's been busy. Saturday night was a fantastic night here trackside. We'll touch on that later on. But it was just great to see those senior drivers out there on the mini trotters. Footy team's killing it. Yeah. (laughs) Flying. (laughs) They're flying. Roosters v Parramatta. Hey, how are you two? I'm surprised you two are standing together. Yeah. Look, I, I, was a, I was always taught be a gracious loser, but be an even more gracious winner. So I didn't send Jess any text messages on Thursday, uh, but I can tell you I was cock-a-hoop. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice little crisp one there from <laughs> yeah. Freddie. Pete, the big question, who's your footy team? Uh, long story, in short, South, previously North. Right, So okay. I'm a South man until North's come back. Is that so... Basically, everyone. Well, we beat them two weeks ago as well, <laughs> so we're flying the chooks. Yeah, <laughs> everyone, everyone's Last second day. team. Yeah. Um, hey, my team's going all right. They Brisbane. Whoo, should we go there? No, we won't talk about that. They're on, they are absolutely flying. Um, yeah, big week of racing, guys. I'm looking forward to getting into it. Uh, what, so what we thought we'd do is uh, is have a chat to the boss and get a bit of an idea of uh, how how have you found it, Pete? Obviously, um, you know it was a a closely guarded secret, the appointment, and you've had to go through the process and, and you know, coming on board yesterday, first day in the office. Uh, what's it like starting a new job? <laughs> you um, had to walk around and get to know a lot of yeah, us. Yeah, so a lot of uh, my time spent uh, meeting people. Obviously, I've sat on the board since 2019, so I've, I've got a reasonable understanding of who's who in the zoo, so to speak. Um, so my feet haven't touched the ground just yet, and I don't expect that they will for, for some time. Um, but, yep, started yesterday and looking forward to getting around and meeting everyone. And, and that's the thing, guys. Like, obviously, Peter's been on the board since 2019. So, you know, right at the heartbeat of all the key decisions. And, you know, and our industry's had some moving and shaking over the last four years. So, you know, it's, um, he's certainly coming in with a, with a really, really heavy intel of what's been going on, Fred. One of the things I think 
that was really well managed through our industry and in particular the state was the COVID. You, you were on the board during that period, that, that horrible COVID period in, in 2020 and, and again through part of 2021. So uh, I, I guess that aside from other decisions that have been made, it's been a bit of a baptism of fire in a way. Yeah, I think, I, I, I mean, like I said, I've been on the board since 2019 and, <clears throat> you know, it's a... It's a credit to um, Chairman Ken Brown and John Dummacy that, you know, when we reflect on particularly my last four years, we've, of course, we've had the COVID pandemic, um, but we, you know, what is a distance memory, distant memory, I beg your pardon, is we had a 100-year drought. Coming mm. off a 100-year mm. drought, we come into 200-year floods. Yeah. Of 200-year... <laughs> Mad, um, isn't it? So, yeah. Those so fires that yeah, ravaged uh, parts yeah. of Absolutely. The state. And look, not to say that we were the only, we're not the only business affected by that, but a real credit to to uh, Ken and, and John in navigating mm. um, those headwinds. Um, so, you know, a real privilege to um, be um, provided the opportunity by, by Ken and the board and something that I'm really, really excited about. All right, so you've sat on the board. Boards are like a bit of a side hustle, you know, for a lot of people. What, what were you doing, you know, when you weren't sort of helping us out with yeah, so, know, um, board decisions? My, my background is in mining oil and gas um, in various support functions. So started in oil and gas... Uh, around contractor management, uh, due diligence, joint joint venture, um, uh, di- divestment type type stuff, um, and then moved to mining, where again in support functions, principally around uh, environment, social responsibility, and governance. Um, um, so I've been doing that for the last twenty years, and um, and here I am. And, and I'd imagine there's a lot of transferable skills that have come out of that. I mean, you, you obviously. There's a lot of like social responsibility type decisions that are going to be transferable for an industry like ours. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, you need only put your head in the paper and what's topical at the moment is, is carbon emissions and, 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 and minings, um, I suppose, um, how they are perceived in the, in the community. Um, and that cuts across to, to racing as well. It's, it's really, really important that we under, understand our social responsibility and our risks. Um, there's lots more. Uh, synergies between the two two industries, but that's an, an obvious one uh, to cite. You love it, don't you? I, I tell you what, so Pete and I sat in my office yesterday. This man is an absolute harness racing nuffy. <laughs> he, he, um, what do you call yourself? You're the rain man of harness racing. Oh, no, he I don't is, call myself he that. Is a, he is a vault and a font of knowledge when it comes to this industry. He's got... He's got little tidbits here, there, and everywhere. He's got you covered for. Him. Oh, look, that wouldn't be hard to do when you get to when you get to my age. You start to forget things. Obviously, that the, the harness background mm. uh, to, to be involved in harness racing, there must have been a, a starting point for you. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so, you know, I, I love harness racing. I'm, I'm, my, uh, we've got, we had a family farm just outside of Cara, a little place um, not a lot of people would know called Watermandara, uh, on the way to Young. Um, and my grandfather had uh, had horses, not very fast ones, but but bush horses, and that's where I was introduced to harness racing. Um, and um, very very fond memories of uh, of harness racing, and, and and you know going to places like you know Cootamundra and Tamora, and and just tagging along, just annoying the heck out of uh, my grandfather's trainer, really. Um, used to go around there a fair bit and he used to let me clean his stables out and annoy him. I hear a story you once stowed away in a flight. Is this true? <laughs> oh, well, you know, like the big event in, the, in, the cent- in and around the Central West was the Canola Cup. Yep. And um, back in those days, you could, you could win a float. And that was a big thing uh, for country people. And, um, oh, look, 
you know, the rumour goes I may have, <laughs> may have sl- stowed away in the back of a float to get entry, but um, that's not proven oh, just yet. How proud he'd be. How proud he would be that his grandson's now, now at the helm of, of you know, the industry yeah. in, the, in the greatest state when it comes to harness racing, not just in this country, but we are the, we like to think of ourselves as the centrepiece of the global industry. Um, the best racing, the best track, the best caller right here, Freddie. Uh, how proud he must be. Uh, have you reflected on that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, both grandfathers were involved in harness racing and my mother has a great pa- passion for it by virtue of, of, of her up, upbringing. Um, dear close friends I've, I've owned ho- horses with and, um, oh, absolutely, it's, it's, it's not lost on me and something that I'm very proud of, absolutely. Yeah, so as Pete comes in, there's a, so the process is going to be sort of a three-month period where you, you, know, where you, you are learning off the best in the business when it comes to the harness racing industry. Uh, John Dumasey's been an amazing leader for the industry. He knows everyone. <laughs> so what's, what's going to be the next three months? Yeah, a, a, as you set out, Paul, is um, John and I will execute a transition plan um, and, um, and that'll, that'll work its way out um, in the next three months. Um, and then John will extricate himself from the business and, and I'll take the reins, so to speak. So, so that's, that's about July, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So um, we've got a plan in place. And, um, and again, credit to um, Ken and, and John's flexibility because it's, it's not lost on me that the opportunity that, that in John staying will afford our business the continuity that's required because, as you well know, um, our operating model is quite complex um, and whilst I have a firm grounding sitting on the board for a, a reasonable amount of time, that nuance that John understands and is an absolute expert in um, yeah, will be will be great uh, footing for myself to, to launch from. Yeah, one thing I, I realised, you know, I've been in and around this for two years, one thing I've realised is there's great currency in the people in the regional areas feeling like they're, they're heard, they're understood and, and people resonate with them and having that touch point with them. And I, and I know that's something that you've made a, an early commitment to, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, we, we, we learn a lot when we're out and about and it's really, really important that uh, we're out and about and we're engaging with our stakeholders as often as we, as we possibly can and um, absolutely intend to get out and about as, as quickly and as, and as often as we can. Well, I mean, you've been on the board when, when there's been some key changes around regional racing. So, you know, just this weekend, we've got the Riverina Championships. That was a, bit, that was a move. That was a move and a shake from the, from the board at Harness Racing New South Wales to move into that and give that four and five-year-old um, age demographic a, a real focus point. Mm. Um, the regional championships, you know, Freddie... Well, you that real concept of regionalisation yeah. really has made yeah. a difference, I think. Absolutely. Seeing so, that, you know, you mentioned COVID and, and that's a, and, and to me, that's one of the great success stories, not just in harness racing, but in Australian sport. Mm. You know, I'm very fortunate of being in around a lot of sports and I can hand on heart tell you that is one of the major success stories in Australian sport. Definitely. To the point that we've, we've hung on to it and, and let it grow, you know, just in, on the back of COVID. You must be proud of that. Oh, of course. Like I alluded to previously, again, it's a real credit to the board and the executive um, and, and the broader team with how we were able to navigate uh, those, at times, very difficult waters through, through COVID. Um, um, you know, our, the operational requirements that were imposed on our business just to operate were significant. And, and um, despite those requirements, um, it was business as usual, which is an absolute credit to the business at that time. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, and I, without talking out of school too much, but having sit, sat around the board, 
when I went to the board and said, hey, I want to get this podcast up and going, this man right here was a key supporter of, uh, of us getting this podcast up, uh, up and running. So um, it was good, things like fantasy harness racing. So I can, I can tell you that, you know, in Peter's hands, is, we've, had, we've got a real ally in, the, in mm. the ability to have touch points with what the future looks like. And it's future-proofing is a big passion of yours, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, 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 that is the absolute um, uh, requirement of the regulator um, to ensure that the, the industry is, um, uh, one, sustainable, but has real growth um, where possible into the future. Um, the board um, have some very contemporary views on, uh, with regard to um, uh, media, um, fantasy, games... Um, and a lot of other levers we're looking to pull to ensure that we're engaging with additional people to grow the sport. Yeah, absolutely. So, mate, do you have to swap seats at the board meetings now? Uh, <laughs> no, no, mate, not, not just yet. It's not just yet. Um, all right, so we really want to get to know who this man is. Mate, um, we've, already, we've asked the big question, what his footy team is. What do you got? What do you want to know, Jess? I want to talk about his involvement as an owner and breeder. You must have had some great memories of being on a race course. What would you say is your most memorable? Um, Look, like um, Paul alluded to, I've got some great memories. Um, And I can sit here for the next half an hour and bore bore (laughs) you all to tears. I think I have a really uh, fond memory of my favourite horse is Smooth Satin. Mm. So I came through, which I think is a bit of a golden era of harness racing, with Smooth Satin Joe Fest. There was a Kiwi horse that used to come over every now and then called, I think it was Star Spangled Banner, and he used to put the cat amongst the pigeons a little bit. Um, so Smooth Satin, I remember being at um, the Bathurst, the old Bathurst course. Showground, yeah. Showground. And I think Mr Turnbull had him in, um, had him in the Bathurst Cup. And at the 600, they, he let him slide a little bit and he put 20 on them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And by the point of the turn, it was 40. And then the crowd stood and clapped him home. And just, you know, reflecting, that still gives me goosebumps. Goosebump stuff, yeah, you know, here yeah. on the back of your neck. And that's, yeah. a very, that's, a, that's a beauty of our sport, yeah. I think. You know, we can, I can cast my mind to a memory like that. And um, it's very emotive, right? And that horse, that smooths out, and that, that was a representation of country people and the ability to take that country horse to town and win very, very big races. And um, uh, an absolute treasure to the Central West and where I was from. Mm. And it's just an example of, you know, our sport is a blue-collar sport, um, but it doesn't take much to go from the outhouse to the penthouse, right? You don't have to put your hand in your pocket a lot uh, to, to change your life, right? And, um, and those type of stories, those type of horses, um, you know, shake and make a courage under fire era, you know, that um, when courage under fire hit the barrier in that end of dominion, mm-hmm. And shake, Dan Malecki's call on Shaker Maker um, still sticks. But, you know, I, I have fond memories, again, of horses that perhaps no one else knows about or has heard about. Mm. You know, I remember there was a horse out of Cowra called uh, With Me. Now, With Me, I, you know, no one probably remembers With Me, but he went down to Harold Park there for about 12 months and won about nine or ten races at Harold Park. And that's a big deal for country people. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, I remember going to Harold Park for the first time and... Um, walking past the um, the uh, the outside fence there and hearing someone say, uh, Timon and Pumba, um, it's got a chance to run a run a place today. Now, uh, Neil Day used to chase around Timon and Pumba. Timon and Pumba used to run third third and fourth for fun, and and um, 
anyway, I had two dollars on and went home with twenty bucks in my pocket. So, <laughs> you know, those type of memories that I have, you know, um, are really fond fond memories. But uh, to answer your question, probably uh, smooth satin at Bathurst that night was, was yeah. pretty incredible. We, we've talked about about what Peter was saying there a bit, haven't we? That you know, it might be someone's someone might win the Inter Dominion, but. Having that first winner, you know, Jess, you had a horse that went about a thousand starts. Exactly. I think win, it was you? 51 starts and he finally broke through. And, and you know what the that moment's like. They're the ones that stick like. with you. Exactly. Yeah. That's wins, right. uh, wins, it doesn't matter what it is. A win's important. That's big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like heaven on yeah. high, Freddie. Like heaven on high. Yeah. But, uh, right. Yeah, no, in terms of you, you talked about your favourite horse, Smooth Satin, um, and obviously being from the Central West region, uh You'd be very familiar with the exploits of all the Turnbulls. I mean, mm. what a legacy the great man A.D. Tony oh. Turnbull has left in terms of, obviously we talk and wax lyrical about his great champion, Hondo Grattan, but mm. I think Tony's uh, legacy and uh, you know and, and Shirley's legacy, mm. um, no doubt of the, the, the kids, look, look what they've done. Yep. The, the ki- their kids, their grandkids, and now their great-grandkids coming through. <laughs> uh, young Jet's going to be driving before we know it. Uh, just a great legacy, Peter, and that's I guess encapsulates what yeah you know, the familial involvement within our sport. Oh, absolutely, and I, you know, I mentioned you know our 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 sport is blue collar and doesn't cost a lot to get involved, and but it's also diverse and inclusive and really family focused. Mm. I think that's something that we should be really really proud of. Um, and the Turnbulls are an example of that, of course. And there's a there's a lot of other families. Hewitts spring to mind. There's so many of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, and great to see that those additional generations are, are, are coming through. All right, mate. Uh, the big question. So, uh, what song? What what music are you listening to? Um, gee whiz, at the moment, I'm, what am I into? Jess uh, won't know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we established that on this podcast. <laughs> look, I've, uh, I've got a, I'd describe, my friends would say I've got an eclectic, eclectic taste in yeah. music from <laughs> ranging from, um, mid, mid sixties rock to, um, to country and Western. My mother force fed me a lot of uh, country and western type stuff so I default to that sometimes. That would have been the yippee-yi-yo type country and western too back in those days. It's a little bit more hip and, and, and upbeat now, the, yeah, the, the, right, the, yeah. the country music. You take the boy out of the, the, the western New South Wales but you can't take the western New South Wales out yeah, of the boy, yeah? something right. like that. Um, mate, it's great to have you on board. We're, we're you know, super excited about you know um, not just the future but obviously the next three months and the evolution and obviously you know I know you're going to be a, a real sponge working with with John Dumasy and trying to take out of that because he's just a font of knowledge and what that man doesn't know about our industry geez I'd hate to think because um you know he's just been here there and everywhere for so long so um he's a big loss but I think we've got a big gain you know obviously with, with bringing Peter on board haven't we yeah, congratulations, yeah. congratulations. Um, you're going to hang around just for a little bit longer. We're going to have a look at, uh, at how the racing cycle went uh, over the weekend. Hey, better zip it was good, Freddie. Must have been fun to call. Oh, that was incredible. Uh, breathtaking performance. Uh, yeah, 148.5 came up on the semaphore. I think it's uh, showing in results at 148.6, but still a couple of tenths quicker than the Miracle Mile uh, time posted by Catch a Wave. Uh, the horse rewarded for that on a plane, I think arrived today for the for the Nullarbor over in WA. So one of three New South Wales horses, which is fantastic. Uh, that you know that the, the eastern states have, have you know been rec- uh, recognised for their their form. Spirit of St Louis, we know what a great horse he is. Second in the last two Miracle Miles and Loyalist. What about Loyalist getting a go for for Joe Connolly? I think that's a great uh, a great thing. He's the sort of horse. I, I, you, know, you wonder whether Gloucester Park will suit the horse. 
However, you know if they go silly, he's going to be finishing on. I'll tell you what, I, sorry, Jess, I, I don't think I needed to see the time to know that that was fast. Yeah. That just looked fast, better zip it. It looked like it just was that absolutely third quarter point. Yeah. And just kept going. He just mm. kept gaffing them. Yeah. The further the straight got, so the further in front he was. That's exciting to see here. And, of course, loyalist Jess, first uh, horse that you black booked on he, this show. He was the very first black booker of mine. Yeah. And uh, touching on Gloucester Park there, he did win the Futures final at Penrith and trialled their first up from New Zealand. So I don't mm. t- I don't quite think the 800-metre track will be an mm. issue, but it will just be a matter of... Just the of way they've been driving him lately, he's been... Luck will definitely need to come into yeah, play over yeah. the 2,500. Golden Easter, Easter egg played out. I love this rivalry that, that we're seeing out of um, Peaceful and, and Jewel Melody, how it's played out. They seem to wax, you know, they win, mm-hmm. turn about. Um, Jewel Melody probably, you know, things didn't quite go to plan, but uh, Peaceful was amazing first up for the McCarthys. Obviously, Cameron Ross, is, well, he's gone into state, so... Uh, Peaceful's moved over to, to McCarthy, so that was a really encouraging start. Um, Promised Land was good in that one too. Uh, she flies under the radar, Paul she Promised does. Land. She's yeah. won over 100,000, you know, yeah. and she's just one of those real honest, tries a hard out type fillies who, who has raced all these really good fillies through her juvenile years. And uh, don't underestimate her. She gets a nice run in some of these upcoming features. She's going to be in the mix. Luke McCarthy, good night. Uh, one with Major Jealous and Kingmaker. Now, Penrith. Uh, so we're going to talk a bit about Penrith. We've got we had doubles for Chris Geary. Cameron Hart and Will Rickson. Uh, Freddie, I know you're excited about Penrith this week. We're going we're gonna to get into that. We're going to have Tash from the Penrith Club mm. on the line soon. But um, I know, Peter, you've, you've got stories about what it's like to have been in and around the industry and have those small moments that mean a lot to people. You know, we're really excited for the great man here. He's got a horse going around in a race that he aspired, that he used to watch as a kid. It was like my Melbourne Cup, the yeah. Renshaw Cup, loved it. And then, then he got to, call, to it, call it, and I thought, oh, Christmas, you know, if I, if I get struck by lightning on the way home tonight, I've called a Renshaw <laughs> Cup. Well, I've yeah. called about 12 or 13 of them now. And then uh, when the fields came out yesterday, yeah, a horse that I've got a very a tiny in share in has uh, drawn well and is uh, in the race. So pretty exciting. Isn't that the beauty of our sport, isn't it? Oh, like I mentioned, Paul, it's, um, it doesn't cost a lot of money to be in our sport, and the return is um, orders of magnitude greater than, than what you put in. I don't reckon we can put a price on how It's not even feel, financial. How you're feeling yeah, about yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's just exciting, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and today, even, you know, something small in today's Daily Telegraph in the form section where the, the Menangle fields are, uh, there's a column there about a few of David Thorne's horses and, and uh, one of them down the bottom, there's a little couple of paragraphs about heaven on high, (laughs) you know, so, um, yeah, just exciting. Beautiful. Um, Hey, David Morris has had a good week, yeah, Mm. and he goes under the radar. We talk about about Robbie and we talk about other people in the Morris family a bit, but uh, winners at Penrith, both Menangle meetings, he had winners, uh, Cameron Hart and Will Rickson, just we continue to talk about the rising stars that they are. So they both had wins on that Tuesday program as well. What about Goulburn yesterday, Freddie, you called it? We had a 100 to 1 pop, won the first there. St. Eyes uh, paid $114. I think it started $70 to $1, $71 fixed. Uh, first up since May of last year. Only had three starts. Uh, two of the, the, the two most recent runs. It was beaten an aggregate of about 400 plus metres. It kept galloping <laughs> and did everything. Well, last or yesterday afternoon did everything right yep. and blew them away. Deepest on the home turn and 
What about that? Brilliant. Mick Sullivan uh, driving, and uh, it got the job done at $114. I think punters were bleeding after that, oh. and it was a long way back because not too many of the favourites really were to the fore yesterday. Yeah, and Mick's probably feeling today, like you do, about heaven on high and how some of the mm, stories absolutely. that you know, it when her horse won, won that first race. So, Kerry Ann, so Joshy Gallagher was, had, a, had a week off. Um, so, Kerry Ann picked up some of the drives and had a really good week too. Had a race-to-race double at Newcastle on Friday. Um, and of course Wagga was on so she picked up those drives in, in Newcastle without Josh and uh, and Aubrey Blake Jones she had a treble double for Jackson Painting so we're seeing those Riverina guys really come to the fore might be a little thing to keep in mind with fantasy harness racing this week with the focus going on Wagga Jess definitely a focus on hashtag Riverina form and <laughs> I think you'll want Blake and Jackson in your team exciting week ahead mate like Renshaw Cup Riverina Championships big week of racing must be uh, must be nice to step into the chair in a week like this <laughs> Quite busy, Paul, to say the least. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, you are busy. Uh, you, you're going to exit right, um, yeah, right at left if you're on the camera, uh, look, watching the live stream. We really appreciate you giving up your time. I know you've got people to people to see and people to meet, but uh, can't wait for what the future um, unfolds. And um, I'm sure you won't be a stranger to this show. Absolutely not. Thank you very much for having me, and um, see you around. All right. Thank good you. Good, good to see you. That was our uh, our new CEO. Um, uh, Delegate, no, what, designate. That's designate, that's the word. Jeez, I just had a, had a brain fade there for a second. Um, yeah, great to have the new boss on the show and uh, speaks well, doesn't he? Certainly does and, and has uh, great vision, I think, um, and, and will bring a wealth of you know, his life experience uh, external to harness racing into the industry, but then also has that very strong background within our industry. Absolutely. Hey, uh, speaking of the Wagga Championships, uh, the, the focus does move to the Riverina Championships on Saturday night. Uh, it's a big, big uh, race meeting down there, and we've got Greg Gangle from the Riverina Paceway uh, with us on the show. G'day, Greg. Hey, Paul. Mate, uh, how's it shaping up? I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about I saw the fields yesterday, and I think they're I think they're fairly handy. These fields. Yeah, we're just going through them now. Actually, um, myself and the team at Harness Race in New South Wales, we're just going through the programming and, and how things are going to shape out for Saturday. But uh, collectively, uh, I, I couldn't be more pleased. Um, you know, just the way that the heats were run, and particularly, there's about four or five horses, um, you know, spread across both finals. That uh, you know, there's not much that separates them. I, I just think that the finals are so competitive. And for us, you know, down here in the bush, it's, it's just magnificent to have championship racing here in the Riverina. It's, it's a, it's, uh, you know, a night of the year where, you know, it's just a celebration of harness racing in this region and the way that it's shaping up, you know, collectively, we couldn't be happier. Uh, what, what can we expect off, off track, mate? The, the, I know that the racing product's going to be outstanding. It's going to hold up and, you know, and I know that everyone's going to be watching because they're going to want those triple points from the fantasy harness racing game. But yeah, off track, I know that you guys do a, a wonderful job to put on a community event. What can we expect? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, anytime we have a you know a marquee event, uh, the number one goal is that community engagement. And uh, this year, we're going to uh, incorporate our Dash Hound Dash, a part of the Riverina Championship Night. So. Um, I'm going to have 30 dash, hand, dash hounds on course. We're going to run heats and finals in between the races. Uh, just to have that engagement and that entertainment in between the races, I think it's so crucial and, and just gives another another excuse to bring the family and, and small children out on course. And then, you know, with it being Easter Saturday, of course, we got to have the Easter Bunny here and we're going to have jumping castles, um, you know, an inflatable obstacle course, face painting, live entertainment, uh, everything that goes with it. But I think the number one attraction outside of the race card is the Dash Hounds. 
Uh, last year alone, it was a standalone event and it brought out a couple thousand people off course. So uh, just incorporating, uh, you know, that with the championship races, I, I think it's just a great, great way to celebrate harness racing in, in the entire region. Absolutely. Gee, guys, these dash hounds have, have done really well for our clubs across the state. Haven't they? Well, we've seen them <laughs> pop up at a few Carnival of Cups meetings yeah. now and the fields are fil- filled for them and the public just seem to love them. They're a very popular breed, they aren't are. they? A very popular <laughs> breed of dog. And uh, I wonder yeah. if that's cyclical. I wonder if eventually they won't be and it'll be another dog or whether it's just... Well, they've been in, in, historically. Yeah. I think you'll find there's been Jack Russell racing at various race tracks over the over the time, and uh, and now we've sort of transitioned to Dashhound. So they're getting closer and lower to the ground, a bit <laughs> bit more like me. <laughs> Great, just a, just a, short uh, and stumpy. Question: Will it be the real Easter Bunny or you in a suit? Um, you know what? I've actually put it out to my committee members and just asking for any volunteers. And I sent that email out a couple of days ago and I haven't gotten Still a response. Nothing. Paul, you've just ruined it. For all the kids that are going to Wagga, you can't, Greg, the correct answer is the real Easter Bunny will be there waiting. Well, That's it. That's I, I know it's busy at this time of year, Fred. <laughs> but it's the Easter Bunny. The Easter they go bunny. everywhere. Yes. I know. I know. we got plenty of, plenty of Easter eggs to go around. Awesome. And, and I just keep telling everybody on the committee, nobody's going to know who you are. You're going to have... You're gonna have <laughs> Uh, you'll be fully covered and just you know wear a pair of shoes that you normally wouldn't wear so nobody looks down and, and <laughs> recognizes who you are by the pair of shoes you wear and you'll be fine brilliant all right well we do have the um the the river and a championship for the mayors uh soho historia one for that that um emma stewart mark pick combination went past tay tay obviously a horse that we've talked a lot about mm. on this show um that was a, an exciting heat and i think that battle's going to resume again in the final greg yeah, you know what? Uh, between Soho, Hysteria, and Tete and Madrid, Madrid I well, really yeah. don't think that there's uh, there's much that separates those three mares. And just the way that um, they're going to line up with uh, the preferred barrier draw on the NR, um, they're going to draw the back row and outside the gate. So, um, you know, it'll be uh, a game of tactics, uh, in my opinion, especially over the long distance, which I think is really intriguing. But I mean, to have these type of mares here in the Riverina is just absolutely sensational. And, and obviously, we can't thank the trainers enough coming from far and wide to support the event. And and why not with, uh, you know, with a $100,000 final? But, you know, for, for us, to have these type of quality horses and, and, and high-quality trainers support the event, um, it, it's overwhelming altogether. Absolutely. Well, in the end times and geldings, uh, better isolate for Matty Craven beat Artillery and Lightning Dan. So that was, um, that was a, you know, a very strong heat for that as well and then my ultimate Ronnie obviously you know one that we've seen a lot here here at Menangle guys uh just beat Tasty Delight he Tasty Delight isn't Hasn't he just yeah year. just stepped Wonderful right up to the year. plate yep did so well for um for Brian Portelli at the um uh, at Newcastle it was wasn't it yeah yep. Yep. Castle um, Mile. Yep. yep so um that race also had off your rocket crocker and, and ripping it rip was I don't know maybe a shade disappointing yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess on face value, I, I guess it comes down to expectation. We've had this expectation, uh, this whole you know probably last three months, two months of uh, where Rip was uh, or would be compared to where he was last year. I suppose uh, it happens. Uh, they don't quite come back for a preparation as good as you, you may have hoped. Uh, did win a race here, uh, coming from well back during the carnival. But um, yeah, look, I. Good horses always bounce back, and I think he's a he's a nice horse, Rip. Yeah, so nonetheless, forgive a, him. Hey, one that I had my own um, at your racetrack last week, Greg was uh, was Taylor's Ace, trained by Ian Osmond, driven by Taylor Osmond. I, I'm not I'm not sure of the story around the around the naming of the horse, but I reckon there's probably something in it. I hope I hope there's a nice narrative around that one. 
Yeah, there's got to be. And to be honest, I, I, I don't know the answer or the story to it, but um, <clears throat> the same, the breeder, um, Chris Cumming, he's, he still owns the horse. So um, I, I think that there's got to be a family connection there somehow because Ian Osmond and, and Scott and Taylor, they've been involved with the horse since day one. So um, I think that it, I, and there's got to be some sort of connection there. I've got to get to the bottom of that one because I, I, <laughs> That's it. Taylor's a, she's a, she's a gem. We see her here rising star, always saying g'day whenever she walks past and um, yeah, love seeing her do well. So yeah. Hey, Greg, weather, uh, what, have you had a bit of a look at the long-range forecast for Saturday? Uh, what, what's the weather shaping up as? Is it going to be an okay night? Well, you know, that, that's the question that does my head in every year, guys. <laughs> thanks, th- th- thanks, thanks for reminding me because li- five seconds before I, I came on the show, I yes. looked at the forecast and it's changed 100 times in the last <laughs> five days. And, and I've only looked about 99 times. Yeah. yeah. Um, but as of right now, we're calling for... 20 to 25 mils of rain on Friday and 5 to 10 on Saturday. Right, okay. So, um, yeah, we're, we're getting our track prepared and sealed up for, for this weekend just in case. Yes. But um, it's also changed 100 times. So to answer your question, that's what it is at the moment. Yes. But I wouldn't be surprised to see it change again. Because how important is it, Greg? Like, uh, you, just, you just said that the track's being prepared. You've got to prepare the track, I guess, a certain way based on the forecast, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. And particularly with, with uh, wet weather conditions. Yeah. Um, I'm extremely fortunate. I have an unbelievable track curator and assistant track curator, Matt King and Mark Noble. They're, they're second to none, in my opinion, especially for, for the principal clubs. And uh, just speaking with him earlier today, he's out there right now, rolling the track, getting it sealed up, uh, just in case we do get that rainfall that uh, we'll still be good to go. But um, because of them and their efforts, the, there's been times where we've we've copped 50, 60 mils of rain during a race meeting and we can still get through. So mm. uh, that's just a testament to them. But uh, it's all the preparation that goes into it. And, uh, you know, this week is no other because uh, just, just with, you know, up to 35 mils here, it's looking like over, over the course of 24 hours. Mate, hasn't your, hasn't your world changed? You know, you, you, you've come to us from Canada and, mate, you're talking about a bit of rain. You've dealt with much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to, to, to be honest, this is a breeze back home. Um, but you know, it, track curators in, in Australia have it have it pretty good. Um, I'll be honest. Um, track curators back home, I, I, I had three full time track curators around the clock from um, you know from the middle of November straight to till about the first of May, uh, just because you're dealing with uh, you know freezing rain, and then you're dealing with obviously cold temperatures, and then snow, and then when March hits and things starting to soften up a little bit because uh, the warmer temperatures and then it brings the frost out of the track and creates <laughs> the bubbles on top. Uh, I, I'm used to, I'm used to nightmare after nightmare where I would lose between five and 10 race meetings over the course of eight months um, or over the course of five months, to be honest, um, where here I, I, we haven't lost a rule. I believe we postponed one race meeting last year, but that was about it. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's, it's from one extreme to the other. Well, it's a wonderful track down there. You put on a wonderful race, mate, and we know it's going to be great again on Saturday night. Really, uh, really uh, wish you the best of luck uh, with this year's edition of the Riverina Championships, Greg. Um, thanks for giving up your time to have a chat to us this morning on the Sprint Lane. Yeah, thanks for the coverage, guys. I really appreciate it. And um, hopefully um, you guys can hit home a winner or two on Saturday. <laughs> Good on Go you. Well. Go good well. luck, Greg. Hey, uh, it's been a good week of racing, guys. Um, uh, Broken Hill. Now, there's six races there. We had uh, Kayla... Uh, Hororic three races and Andrew Voslik one two so not bad when you when you divvying up the six race <laughs> card like that is it uh, Narrabri doubles for Tommy Ison and Brad Elder uh, ahead of there they've got their Carnival of Cups on Easter Monday Monday hmm. right.
Yep. Um, uh, Tamworth. Now, speaking of Tommy Ison, you'd expect me to be going on about Tom Ison again here, wouldn't you? At Tamworth, yeah. yeah Normally no, Tommy at Tamworth. It's a Tommy sure Tamworth, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dean Chappell and uh, Anthony Varga um, picked up the... Dean drives Tamworth really well. Doesn't he walk? He, and they're in fantasy harness this week, so maybe Dean's worth putting into your, your fantasy harness team. Without wow. a doubt. He's... Um, He's a good man, Dean, and, he, and he's a journeyman, and he's he's got plenty of career uh, career wins wins under his belt. Hey, Matty Roo, double at Parks on Friday, and we had uh, Phoebe Betts. Now uh, there was a, a tribute <coughs> race to um, the late great uh, Nancy Darmacy hmm. at Bathurst on Wednesday night. So our, our condolences go out to uh, obviously John Darmacy, the extended family, um, the passing of of Nancy. Um, so Phoebe won that race with. With Eagle Commander there, so um, lovely tribute. Yes, to her. I, I, I know the funeral was on last week, and there was a big crowd there. And uh, yeah, so um, yeah, our condolences go to the, the, to whole, the whole family, whole Domacy family. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm, I'm just checking. I think we've got. Uh, I think we've got Tash Greentree from the Penrith Club on the line. G'day, Tash. No, we're just having a having a uh, having a battle. We'll just talk. We'll, we'll just talk amongst ourselves so, while we get well, uh, Tash on the line. Freddie, uh, just just tell us again, what does it mean for you to be in that race? Well, well like I said, uh, when we had Peter here, uh, it, it's been a race that I looked forward to as a as a young kid, harness racing enthusiast. Loved the Renshaw Cup. Uh, over the years, there's been some mighty horses racing it. Uh, and it was just so, kind of like my my equivalent of the Melbourne Cup. Uh, obviously, Miracle Miles and Inter Dominions were good, but I loved the Penrith Renshaw Cup on a Thursday night, and they used to pack the. It used to be a standing start race uh, over the long journey, and then, and then when I uh, when I got the job as Chief Harness Caller for Sky for for New South Wales, you know, calling a Renshaw Cup was oh, I was just like I can't believe I'm actually calling a Renshaw Cup. And as I said in the ensuing period that I've been in this role, I've called about thirteen of them. Uh, but when it was floated after Heaven on High's run uh, here in the uh, Autumn Gift final, that well, there's no racing at Menangle on the, uh, the you know on the eighth. Let's look at uh, the Renshaw Cup. I was like a, a you know kid on Christmas Eve, couldn't wait for the. F- I've been checking for the fields to come out for a week, <laughs> knowing full well they don't come out till the Monday. But I was checking anyway. Um, so yeah, when the fields came out last night or yesterday afternoon, it was a big thrill to see his name there. Uh, I, I was a bit. Unsure, Jess, whether he'd get a go because with no Menangle, I thought maybe some of the the, the, you know, the fast class horses might head there because it's a, such a prestigious race. It's their biggest race, and it is truly. And you know, we throw the term around time on it. It really is a time on it race, the, the Renshaw Cup. And uh, when I saw his name there, I was wrapped. And rightfully so. Uh, one thing I want to know from you, when we've seen him race here at Menangle, you have kept your composure so well calling him. When the gaps have come for him, you've still kept your calm. If Heaven on High happens to find a run and is going to the lead in the Renshaw Cup coming down to the post, how, we, how are the emotions going to be? You know... You've just got to keep it professional. At the end of the day, there's nine other owners, nine other trainers, nine other drivers, and there's nine no horses that punters have got their hard earned on. Um, look, 
there might be an octave or two increase if he hits the lead with 50 to go. Um, I won't lie, but yeah, at the end of the day, it's all about maintaining professionalism. I always think back to Brian Markovic calling his horse Blue Eagle in a Victorian derby, and I think he said, uh, Blue Eagle, the derby's ours, God bless you. Um, you know, and, and that I thought that was great theatre. Um, the great race caller in Melbourne, Brian Martin, called his horse Fields of Omar, winning two Cox Plates, and did it with great uh, poise and aplomb. Uh, we hear Darren Flindell and, and, and Matt Jackson called dogs and horses they own. So you've just got to, you've got to maintain the professionalism. But, gee, the Renshaw Cup for me is my Melbourne Cup. So I'll be very excited if he hits the lead. All right. I think we've got Tash on the line. G'day, Tash. Hi, guys. How are you going? G'day, Tash. Tash. We, we thought we had you. <laughs> we weren't sure if we had you or not. Uh, Freddie's oh. just talking about, obviously, uh, what it means to him to have a to have Heaven on High go round in the Renshaw Cup. Uh, it's a great field that, that's assembled. Um, we're, we're excited about the calibre of the, of the horses that are going to go round in it. Um, obviously, there's mixed emotions when it comes to delivering a race event. A lot of pressure, a lot of, uh, a lot of stress, but, uh, but excitement of what lies ahead for you. A lot of pressure, exactly as you said, but, you know, leading up to a big crescendo of what's going to be just a fantastic night. I'm really excited for it. Really can't wait. We've got so much happening here. Um, it's very much like a, a mid-year celebration for us at Penrith. Yeah, it, it's a it's a time-honoured race. It's it's one that's got a lot of uh, a lot of history wrapped around it, and and there's a lot of prestige. You know, we've just heard Freddie talk about what it would mean to him to to, to take this one out. Uh, you know, some really really elite horses have come through and won this. What do you think it is about the Renshaw Cup, Tash? That yeah, that becomes that aspirational event on the calendar each year. Um, look, I can only certainly speak for ourselves. You know, without the Renshaw family and, and Dr. Morris Renshaw, we wouldn't be racing at all. So, you know, we most certainly are grateful for the work that he did to ensure racing commenced and continues at Penrith. Um, and for this event to be going for 53 years, like it's just such a testament to the work that's been done. What can we expect off track, Tash? Uh, it's obviously, um, you know, the, the the beauty of Carnival of Cups and obviously Renshaw Cup is the, you know, is the feature race on this program. What can we expect outside of the race meeting? Because these Carnival of Cups meetings are fantastic to bring communities together and, and, and extend our reach uh, as a harness racing product to bring new people to the fold. Yeah, well, we're certainly trying to bring a bit of a, a country feel to this year's event, being that we are sort of sitting just on the edge of the metro region. Um, so we've got ourselves a fantastic multi-award winning country artist, Ben Ransom, playing with his band. We've got, you know, carnival rides. We've got pony rides. We've got, you know, lots of market stalls and fun food. It's just going to be jam-packed from beginning to end. So it's oh. going to be a fantastic night. Will the, will the Easter Bunny be making an appearance, Tash? And the Easter Bunny. Oh. Fred, lucky you mentioned that. I nearly forgot. So he's uh, going to be busy. With, uh, <laughs> it's going to be very busy. He's going to get to Wagga a couple of nights later because I've already said that the real Easter Bunny will be at Wagga. The real Easter Bunny's going to be at Penrith, Stopping right? Penrith. Well, he's at Penrith first. Yes. Yeah, then a quick trip down there. You have to make yeah. sure the bunny makes a little appearance up into the race I'm on a diet, Jess. Too. I'm on. A, I'm on a diet. I'll come down if uh, I'll come down for the uh, presentation. Hopefully, up on up on Freddie's There's no such thing as there. a diet when it comes to Easter, Fred. No such okay. thing as a diet around Easter. Thanks, Tash. Good on you. Bless you. For everybody. Seems like it's all shaping up really nicely, Tash. Yeah. Geez, yeah, all those, yeah, all, just, those, all those market stalls and the bands. We're gonna to have to make sure Freddie stays on, 
Stays keeps to his schedule. No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. What about the Trotters? Oh, good to see the Trotters Cup on uh, again, uh, Tash. I, I know yeah. it's a race you added, uh, I think, last year, and it's just again been well patronised. I think for us, the Trotters is especially important because it was something that Don Clough always held dear to his heart, yes. and something that he was a, a massive advocate for. So I think you know we always try and keep in mind you know our past directors and you know the different things that they advocated for and so we're really really pleased to be able to have that Trotters Cup here every Renshaw it's brilliant the um the Renshaw Cup itself uh, guys we just have a have a quick squeeze at it um good representation from Lucky Lodge two really high caliber um caliber horses that'll go around there in uh, Port-au-Prince one that we've talked about a lot in this show and of mm. course Pete said so again so uh, we, we think Robbie's going to take the drive on Pete said so. Josh Gallagher will step on Port-au-Prince. So that's exciting. Uh, naturally gifted. The three-year-old. Yeah, naturally gifted. That you're excited He's a about. horse I'm really excited to see yeah. step up into that free-for-all company. I think we've seen him throughout the Bathurst Carnival and the New South Wales Derby before that, and he was ultra-impressive in them. So keen to see him take that next step up again here. I'll tell you a horse I'm really looking forward to seeing stepping up into this sort of company is a horse called Gliding Away. Now, since it's joined the McDowells, I think it's only missed a placing uh, twice um, and is a very nice horse. It'll be drawn behind the three-year-old, uh, uh, drawing the second row, gliding away. And I really think it's a horse that could transition through the grades very nicely. And again, a bit like uh, Heaven on High and perhaps Port-au-Prince, this is a bit of a step up for gliding away. But gee, the horse is racing well. Sicario, the one to beat? Oh, on on its, on yeah, look, on what we saw at Young, what we saw at Bathurst, I think uh, I think it is. Um uh, Cam will be doing the steering and Sicario is probably the horse to beat. Pete said so, I think, really will relish the 25-25. Um, and, then, and then you've got horses like, you know, the, the question mark horses like Naturally Gifted, like Heaven on High, to a degree, Port-au-Prince, and, and, and gliding away. And I know Jimmy Locke gets home. Well, I know you're a fan, Jess, of uh, Total Divas last run. Yeah, I was a big fan of hers. She ran fourth to better zip it here on Saturday, and she broke 150 her individual yeah. mile. I think she won, wow. went 149.7. So yep. I have her as a bit of a rough place chance yeah. there, the mayor. So Total Diva. Speaking of Jimmy Locke, the Jimmy Locke experiment's over. Yeah, it's <laughs> over. Yeah, Jimmy Locke driving Jimmy Locke. It's back to Seton. But yes. uh, no, uh, Jimmy uh, himself, what, what a, we should mention in our quick wrap up, he, he drove. Uh, another Metro winner on Saturday night in the four-year-old Trotters Foundation final. So just, what, five, six, seven days after he yep. drove his maiden Metro, he's backed up with another one. But it's going to be a great night, Tash, and as you said, lots on. The face painting will be happening too, yeah? Uh, yes, face painting as well. Good, yeah. good. Oh. I love, you've got to have face painting at a racetrack. Are you going to get oh. some <laughs> heaven I'll get some clouds. A brave heart. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Uh, Tash, uh, <laughs> should be fantastic. Uh, another another edition of the Great Race, the Renshaw Cup, and, and everything else that goes with it on an eight-race program. Uh, good luck. We'll see you out there. Thanks a lot, guys. Cheers. Have a great day. Thanks, Tash. Yeah, great race. Um, hey, guys, uh, the, oh, hang on. This is the best day! That's what we're up to. Too loud. Too loud. Oh. Uh, best thing you saw this week, Jess? 
Yeah, look, I, I know he's a Rooster supporter, but I'm still going to give him credit here. Fred, your call of the senior drivers mini truck oh, race here on Saturday night. It. What do we like with our ice cream, chocolate sprinkles, the theatrics that you added to it? It really oh, just thanks, made Jess. that race replay. All credit to you. There's a reason thanks. why you're our premier caller here in New oh, South quality, Wales. Quality thanks. social media content, that as well. So, thanks, Jess. Yeah. yeah, that's lovely. Um, Yeah, it was, it was a fun race. And Robbie, didn't Robbie sort of wind up the crowd? <laughs> because good. we had the markets here, so yep. it was a good crowd. Yep. And Robbie's coming down the straight and he's finding, <laughs> he's got his arm, um, you know, where's the applause it was it was just good good theater and you do you get as a caller you get sort of caught up in those moments but yeah no it was a lot of fun isn't, isn't there something hilarious about seeing them go so slow uh yeah well <laughs> yeah. compared to, but that, remember a lot the of them came through that's where they started so yeah. it was a probably a step back for them there was a bit of uh, a bit of interference near I the line will, uh, will rickson would have lost the race to yeah, the yeah he, he veered out and uh, who, who did he veer out on? i'm just I trying think to think robbie uh, and jack callaghan i think he went to his outside yeah and back to his it was inside. it was robbie won by a, a yeah. Hundred yards, nearly, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good bit of fun we, on we were Saturday. Actually, um, we we're getting some tweets from people who had Robbie as captain as their fantasy harness racing team saying, oh, that, "Where's the double points? We want double points." Yeah, fair enough. Good humour from yeah. the um, from the social media uh, consumers, uh, Freddie. Was, yeah, look, better zip it. I think hard to go past what he did, and then rewarded. As I said, to see, you know, it's great to see three horses head across uh, four. Uh, the, the, the Nullarbor, of course, Spirit of St. Louis will race on um, Friday. I uh, spoke to Luke McCarthy on s- Sunday, just gone. Um, they've got a fair bit of arsenal heading back, the uh, the team at Cobbity. Uh, Cobbity Equine, uh, expensive egos uh, on the way back, can't find a better man's back. Uh, so they've got some, some nice horses about to you know, come back into work or are already in the early parts of being in work so they'll have some arsenal Paul and uh, it was good to see Luke back with a double as you said on on Saturday and uh, I'd say he's in for a few more as we we get further into the season. Absolutely quick one from me Uh, obviously we had Amanda Turnbull and Gemma Coney on the show last week they went and represented New South Wales at the Australian Female Drivers Championships up in Queensland Uh, did did well won a a race each out of those those heats so well done ladies Um, represented us well um, flew the flag and uh, yeah should be very proud of your efforts. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely. No, it, was, it was really good. Uh, fantasy harness racing, just quickly, um, how'd your week go? Yeah, I wasn't too bad, but this week I'm really turning my attention to hashtag Riverina form. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I slipped out of the top 100 back to about 102. I, I underestimated a few. Uh, I guess the, the uh, Riverina probably let me down the most, but... Um, yeah, I've, I've done a few trades. I think Tommy Ison's got to go in for the Hunter. Excels as a rule at Tamworth. We yeah. said, you just mentioned, you know, he wasn't to the fore at Tamworth, on, week. which is unusual. Third but highest point scorer for the week still. Like. Yeah, well, there yeah. you go. So Tom Ison goes in for me, and uh, uh, I think I think yeah, you've got to play the, the, the mainstays in, in the Riverina because of the, the double points and, and certainly the Metro. Jess, you... Uh, uh, are you a Mark Pitt fan? Uh, Mark Pitt and Matty Craven, I think, here well, for mine. How are you fi- – hang on. I think you're a bit like the roost – oh, I won't say that. Uh, uh, the, the, your <laughs> salary cap. How are, you, <laughs> how, how are you fitting Mark Pitt and, 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 and Matty Craven into your salary cap? Salary sombrero. you got a salary I, sombrero. <laughs> I struggle just to fit yeah. Tommy Ison into the hunter. I can tell you, Freddie, the, the game is flawless. It won't let her do it if, it, if oh, okay, it's not kosher, right. so. not, not like no. what goes on else in other – there's no brown paper bags here yeah. on this, this side of Bondi. Oi. So, yes. Steady. So, thanks, Freddie. You led uh, yourself into that one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well done to Brendan Mickler from uh, actually from BPM Bloodstock who uh, who won the 
the round. He had a real good oh, round. Well it's a good start for a good omen. It's he gonna... focused on um, the hunter. We had him on yeah. the Fantasy Harness Racing podcast yesterday, and he focused on so Brad Elder, Tommy Ison, and Blake Hughes were sort of three big ticket items that he had that actually got him that got him the big win. Points. And Cameron as well captain done. as well. So Cameron Hart had an amazing week, eighty-one points, sort of almost thirty points clear of Robbie in second place. So yeah. uh, another good week for the game. Um, ooh, that's what happens when you hit it twice. It sort of disappears. Hurry, <laughs> Jess. Uh, hey, this week, eight races this afternoon. Um, and look, there's a little bit of cloud behind us, but it's all looking okay. And of course, it'll rain about two seconds after I say that. <laughs> yeah, hopefully it holds off. But if the, I've got the raincoat if needed. Yeah, I, I think, well, they're forecasting it, aren't they? So uh, at the moment, it's okay. But there's even talking thunderstorms later. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you, you one go. thing, Paul. What will happen? Right, the last race, 5.43, it'll start running at 5.41. Just as you're Guaranteed. about to Yeah, home. just as I'm about to leave the box yeah. and walk to the car. <laughs> i just got to remember to go back and get the umbrella. All right, it'll be good racing nonetheless. Um, hey, Young's on tonight, Bathurst mm. Wednesday, Tamworth and Penrith on Thursday. Of course, it's good Friday, so we were fully respectful uh, um, of that day. So nothing on Friday. Newcastle and Wagga on Saturday. Narrabri's on Monday, of course, they... It's their window of the year at the moment. So um, Carnival of Cups at Narrabri on Monday should be great. So um, another good week of racing ahead of us. Um, again, it just keeps going, doesn't it? It just keeps rolling. And I think it's a really exciting weekend of racing kicking off on Thursday night. Absolutely. All right, uh, Black Bookers now. We've already talked about Loyalist as one that was a success story for you. So what do you got for us? Uh, yes. I'm heading up to Newcastle from last Friday night. The medal flyer for Carrie ann Morris pretty luckless in the run you drawn wide and headed back to last and he flashed home impressively so i'll be follow, following the metal flyer okay there you go Freddie. i think penrith uh paint me a reason i've had her as a horse to to watch before a black booker her run the other day at penrith was outstanding she was a fast finishing fourth at uh, um, an angle in the go girlfriend and she's just racing really well she's got a nice draw and uh in a race i think that is very very winnable uh the uh, the lady driver's race i going to go paint me a reason okay excellent um, in any case, they win eventually, Jess, so it, you can always it, claim it. That's right. It doesn't matter how long it takes as long as they get a win. Absolutely. All right. Hey, how good was it having the – well, we've had some great guests today, but it was great yeah. having the boss in the studio and, and uh, well, the, the boss-to-be. Designate. Uh, I don't know. Designate. I've kind of got two bosses now, don't I? Oh, you better be on your extra yeah. best behaviour. Uh, it was great. Great. Um, you know, it's, um, you know it's, a, it's a big moment for the industry. You know, we, we've been in such good hands and such safe hands and, um, you know, for a long period of time, there's been a safety it's and, been, a, and, a, yeah, and a common yeah. knowing, yep. you know, about John Dumasy at the helm. Yep. You know, the, this is not an overnight change. It's a three-month process, as Pete walked us through. Um, you know, so it's, a, it's an exciting but interesting time for the industry given that, you know, that leadership changes bring new directions yep. um, quite often. And, uh, yeah, but great to... Great to have him in here to get a little bit of an idea of you know, who Pete is and what his background is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. definitely. And it's, it was good to know, you know, the support, you know, for the podcast and uh, the sprint lane. Uh, good to <laughs> good to have that support. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, well, you guys have a good week. Uh, you too, mate. Thanks. Freddie, good luck on Thursday night. Thanks, mate. Uh, yes. I'll yeah, be yeah. there and I'm, I'm excited for you to see how heaven on high goes round just being in that race. I, I know the ownership group. A lot of my mates will be there as well, so it's going to be like the, the ownership 
Or a bit loose? Uh, oh, a few of them like a drink. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I might have to catch them after the last Anuba home or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. Well, everyone out there uh, tuning in, thanks for your time. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Um, we will continue to bring you uh, content on the Sprint Lane uh, week after week uh, in this, this format that we love, the live show right here from uh, Tabcorp Apartment Angle. So have a great week. If you get a chance to give us a like, share, follow or something along those lines, we would really appreciate it. Nonetheless, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.